Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. Who wants cream? Nobody? Okay, no cream. This is Dirt and Sprague. Guys, we've made a great effort so far. Let's just keep it up. That's right! We can't have anyone freak out out there, okay? We've got to keep our composure. We've got too far. There's too much to lose. We've got to keep our composure. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. A lot of pressure. you got to rise above it. Mm-hmm. you got to harness into good energy, block out the bad. Harness, energy, block, bad. Feel the flow happy. Feel it. It's circular. Dirt and spray on 1080. Hey, guys. Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. Well, see you later. The Fan. Hey, let's do this. Final hour. Dirt and spray here on Portland Sports Leader 1080. The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. Thanks for being with us on a Thursday. Also live on YouTube now. You can see our ugly faces. Hello, YouTube. My wife was watching the other morning. She watches the show from time to time, and uh, somebody had commented in the YouTube section that Dirt has a face for radio, and we were taking that was very nice of them. We were taking the dog for a walk, and she had never heard of that phrase before, and she thought it was a. Co- she was like, "I saw that guy said you had a fa- nice face for radio," <laughs> like not realizing that it was. And I was like, "Ah, oh, that's not what you think. You're married to an ugly guy. Jokes on you." How's Rock Johnson treating the womb? <laughs> Are you so good? Probably messing things up in there. <laughs> All right. On the line is the host of You Better, You Bet, Odyssey Sports betting insider, Ken Barkley. Insider calls and presented. You ugly. <laughs> she didn't did, even realize didn't it. Even, I was like, thanks, honey. <laughs> thanks for that one. Uh, insider calls are pre- uh, presented by BetMGM. Go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Also, be sure to listen to the You Better, You Bet podcast. For more of Ken Barkley's analysis, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast at Lockie Lockerson uh, on Twitter. I'm going to ask you one of those like wonderlick questions that doesn't really make any sense, but we brought it up earlier on the show, Ken. What is the more masculine letter? A K or a C? I mean, you're you're asking this to someone whose first name is Ken and not and not Sen. So, like, what what do you like? What do you what do you think I'm gonna say? Sen would be a really cool first name, though, wouldn't it? uh, So, I think masculine. I think like sharp edges, like strong. Yeah, and and like like feminine. I think like curves. Yeah, right. Which would be like C. Mm -hmm. So, I think. 
I'm sure like some someone's like psychoanalyzing this, being like, "Wow, you are an incredible misogynist. <laughs> like you are actually a you're a te- you're actually a terrible person." Just based are on you that answer. Serious? Well, I can play are you the serious. I can play yeah. the other side for you, Ken. We did have a listener said, uh, "What what are they? What's a short name for the rooster? Hmm? What do they call those things? They call them cocks. They got two C's. That's a pretty strong yeah. masculine thing." Yeah, I don't know if I want to take this any further. Okay, uh, all right, just move on. Okay, but um, can I can I tell you a story real quick? Yeah, so go I, ahead. Uh, just because the thing you were talking about when you brought me on, uh, I was in a I majored in journalism. I uh, I thought I was going to be a newspaper reporter, uh, which would be like in like 2002, being like I'm going to start Blockbuster Video, and be like, oh, okay, cool, like that's that's going to fail, like everything's going to fail. I'd be like, great. Uh, so we're not going to be a newspaper reporter. I was an intro to journalism like 102 yeah. or whatever the hell it was called. And uh, my professor toward the end of the semester at one point, just like randomly just goes like, you know, uh, you're a really good writer. Kind of got a face for radio. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? <laughs> and I, I didn't like want to be on TV or anything. And I was right. like, like whenever I had a girlfriend, like I was like, I had a lot of friends in college. I was good. I had self-esteem. <laughs> like this did not, this did not damage me. But I remember just being like, what? That's <laughs> like, a what random. Yeah. Why does it? Yeah, why does it matter if you're like, as a journalist what you look like? Yeah, I wanted to call him a bunch of stuff with C's and K's in them. It was really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'd imagine so. Uh, I I'm looking at this game this weekend, Ken, and I'm. You know me. I I throw things at you, and sometimes you laugh, right? Like, hey, maybe there's uh, you back the thing that you go the opposite way of everybody. That's not always the case. Purdy's not going to play. It's going to be the Sam Darnold show. So this line's dropped. It's three and a half now. San Francisco isn't a bit of a desperate spot because they've lost two in a row. But Cincinnati, our Bengals, Ken, have looked good. At least they look good going into the bye. I kind of love the Bengals getting the hook on the road here with no Purdy. I have no idea if Darnold's really going to be good. The defense for the Niners is the most under-talked about thing all week. They're not as solid a unit, at least statistically, as they were last year. I love Cincinnati on the road, but I feel like by Saturday, Sunday, this is going to be a pretty popular ticket. Bengals with the hook. What, what say you on that game? It's really confusing. Well, it's an awesome game, too. So I'm, I'm glad you asked me about it. And it's really, it's very confusing, right? Because you got two two angles that you want to bet, at least that I want to bet, kind of running into each other here. One is, I think we all just kind of want to play on the Bengals after the bye. Like, we have we had, like, professional bettors on our show. And they're like, we had a guy on the show yesterday who literally said, I tossed all the Cincinnati data from before the bye week because I don't think that's what they're going to be. And I was like, well, that's pretty brazen to just like be like, ah, that does none of it matters. Like they're just back to being awesome. Um, I don't, but we don't know. Like we've seen them torch the second half of their season before and play really well. I, maybe that happens. And then you have the, the angle that I think I'm going to end up playing, which is if this gets to three, like, I, yeah, like Brock Purdy, I'm sure is better than Sam Darnold. I, I'm sure he is at, at the same time. Like, it's it's the Niners and Shanahan and any quarterback and three at home. And, like, I'm not tossing the first six weeks of the Bengals. Like, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at how bad the defense has been, and I'm looking at how they can't run the ball. I'm looking at all those things. These are really problematic. So the way I said it on my show is, look, I, I would love for the Bengals to be awesome. It would get, Nothing would bring me more joy than them turning into this awesome team after I bought all this stock in them, like, five weeks ago. But in this game specifically – to me, it's like you bet the Niners or you don't bet the game. Like, if we're going to be three, three and a half, like San Francisco three, three and a half in a home game is a very, very short number. This is what they were against Dallas. And no offense to, to like, Joe Burrow so far, but, like, Dallas has been a much better team than Cincinnati's been. 
so far this year. So that's I feel like you're kind of getting a discount on the Niners. I will also probably have a bet on the over now that it's under 44. Um, but the idea that I think San Fran can still move the ball with like literally anybody playing quarterback. Can I tell you a really dumb bet I made, Ken? <laughs> Well, it doesn't have to be. Has it, has it been graded yet? Maybe it's. Uh, I mean, his it's, it's been bet on the Lions last weekend. He's been ranting and raving about it all week. <laughs> I don't know if it gets worse than that. It oh, gets it gets worse than that, it, oh. and it has been graded. It's over. I mean, well, who knows? Maybe oh. this weekend it fully changes. I didn't know yeah. what the health status of Brock Purdy was because he had the elbow injury. Oh, no, <laughs> and like how long until he's going to be back? Like I think it was a surprise to a lot of people. He got back as quickly as he did. When they signed Sam Darnold, I bought an MVP ticket on Sam Darnold. <laughs> I mean, that's not, I got to be honest, that's not actually like the dumbest bet. Oh, it's thank actually, you, Ken. Thank it's you. actually like a smart angle. So here's, so here's, I'm going to, I'm actually going to defend this one. Okay. So the, the, when you're betting any award market or any futures market before the season, you're really, I think a lot of people, it's like, well, I like my team. I'm going to go before the year and I like put a hundred bucks on my team. And it's like, well, okay. But like, if you want to bet the chiefs, you could just bet them like, at the end of the year, the price will be the same because they're always the favorite. Yeah. So, like, why would you bet them now? You only want to bet something before the year because you think the price is likely to improve in your favor a lot, like a team no one's talking about that you think will be good, right? So in, in hockey, for example, I have, like, a complete – maybe a brain-dead notion. Like, I have this crazy idea. I think the Philadelphia Flyers are really good, and no one thinks they're good. Really? Everyone thinks they're actually, like, the worst team in the league. But their results so far are – just won. Well, no, they lost to Vegas on a last-second goal the other night. But, oh. uh, and then they, uh, they lost to Dallas in overtime the night before that, like the two nights before that. But like, I'm not saying that. Actually, those are two really good results, by the way. Like Dallas and Vegas are two of the best six yeah. teams in the league. Yeah. They went to their place and basically played both of them to a draw, which is nobody's doing that. Nobody's beaten Vegas so far. So just like, I think they're awesome. So I want to bet all this stuff now because if everybody ever decides like, hey, you know who's pretty good? The Flyers. Then those prices are all going to drop, right? So with your Darnold bet, you're making a bet because, like, everyone – like, the market is rating him like garbage. And you're like, well, I think this price can improve in my favor. Like, that's the only reason you want to bet stuff before the year. Otherwise, bet stuff, like, toward the end of the year where we have polling on awards and we know what teams are good. Then you can bet on, like, the team you like. But if you're just going to bet before the year, you should be betting prices. And that's what you did. So, I actually – I give you a little tip of the cap on <laughs> can, you, I, can. can I just, can I just uh, <laughs> own right now I was wrong on the Flyers, <laughs> but in my defense, as a guy who doesn't watch hockey <laughs> – I'm gambling on hockey now. No, they're not. They're not undefeated. They I, actually lost like a bunch of games. <laughs> I'm gambling hockey, and my idea of they won was they covered the one and a half puck line against the <laughs> Vegas Golden yeah, they've Knights. Done that a lot. Technically, a, a Vegas yeah. win, and I bet against the Flyers in that game. So yeah. my reaction when you said this, like, hey, they actually won. No, they covered. They didn't win the game. Yeah. I have That's a. True. I have a money line. I know you like to do this on Sundays, and I always love the segment, but it's at the end of the show, and you guys need to move some of this stuff earlier because I'm in my kitchen at 8.30 a.m. Like, get to the things that I want to get to. All right, I'm taking notes. Okay. I'm taking notes, Ren. Okay. You you do, Ken, a great money line dog parlay every week. Usually it's two teams, but I got a three-teamer here, and I know it's dangerous, but I'm going to throw it at you. Giants at home against the Jets, Panthers at home against the Texans, and the Brownies going on the road with P.J. Walker and upsetting the Seahawks. How do we feel about the Moneyline Parlay? I actually think you, you made some pretty good choices, just like that are, you know, some kind of coin flip games where some, some crazy stuff could happen. I actually, the funny thing is the smallest spread game that you've chosen there is the Giants, and I actually think that's the one that's going to ruin it for you. <laughs> I actually think that's it's so good. 
I, I, uh, no, it's not so good. It's really, it's, it's yeah, no num nums. There were not num numbing this one. We're not doing it. What about the Steelers then? Uh, <laughs> what if we sub the Giants out for the Steelers? Yeah, now, now we're talking. Okay. But just wait. I think that market's going to go to three, which means yes. your money line will get better. Yes. Uh, but the other two, I could see Carolina's so funny, right? So can I talk about this game for 30 seconds? It's yeah, really right. interesting. So Carolina switched their play caller. I think a lot of people know that. It was Frank Reich for the first part of the year. Their offensive coordinator is a guy from the Shanahan McVay tree. He's a guy named Thomas Brown, who people think are pretty, is pretty smart. I mean, they hired him. Yeah, he has to be kind of smart. And they're switching play callers this week. Like, so Bryce Young will have him. They, they were in their bye. And a lot of people have like, oh, bye the Panthers, because like this is going to be something. I don't – I think they can win. Like, I, it's not that I, I don't like them in the game. But, like, if you think – the way I would frame it is, if you do like Carolina, sounds like you like Carolina. I think a lot of people like the Panthers this week, um, getting, getting three at home then there's actually a chance Bryce Young is going to win offensive rookie of the year then if you really think that cuz like think like play it out for a second if they beat Houston that means he probably outplayed CJ Stroud who's a huge favorite to win the award right now and there's like 10 weeks left in the season the season's impossibly long and there's like really no other rookie like Jordan Addison's got like a slim chance if he can do what he did against the Niners like every single week that he could win, but like Bijan's not going to win. I don't think Naku is going to win, but I guess it's like possible. That's a good one. He's not performing expectation, yeah. but like you, those guys are all at the top of the market. Like Stroud's minus 175, Naku is like 350, you know, but Addison's like 15 to one, something like that. Like Bryce Young in some places is like 100 to one still to win offensive rookie year because he's been so, he hasn't been very good, but like, okay, we, we have an obvious like catalyst here, like a pivot point. For something to change dramatically, I, you know, if you like Houston in the game, then you don't like Bryce Young to win the award. But if you like Carolina, I think you got to have a couple bucks on that, like hundred to one, seventy-five to one. Like he's going to pass fifty players immediately if he plays well, because none of them can win the award. It's hmm. an interesting theory. I like that. Hey, what Good is value. the uh, what is the bet that is making you go num, 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 this weekend? What's the one that stands out the most? Oh, you guys are going to hate this one. This is in my money line underdog parlay. Oh. This bet. I love the Titans. I'm obsessed with the Titans this week. I think they're way mispriced in terms of this market. They're hosting the Falcons, uh, who are bad and who have one of the worst coaches in the league and the worst quarterback in the league. And the Falcons have kind of been able to scrape by here by essentially playing teams like the Titans a lot and uh, winning by a field goal or getting a lucky bounce or whatever, or having Bijan have a headache and not tell anybody, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) So they're off a game where – uh, they beat Tampa in a game that actually like broke my brain. It really didn't make any sense. Like, but neither team deserved to win yeah. million turnovers. Ritter played terrible. Um, and they're coming off that game. And like, I, I've watched the Falcons a bunch. They're really bad on the road too. That's been their thing with Ritter at quarterback. So they're going to go play Tennessee. And I think this market's completely reacting to the Will Levis news, right? The Levis is going to start a quarterback. And I think when you hear Will Levis starting a quarterback, your first thought is, I'd like to bet on the other team because I don't think Will Levis is very good. And that's happened here, right? So the Falcons were one. Now they're three in a bunch of places on the road. And it's like, cool, like, yes, Levis is probably not a very good quarterback. Also, Ritter's awful. Now you have him three on the road against a really good coach in Vrabel who's off a bye. Like this, remember that team throttled Cincinnati a few weeks ago? We think mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill was the one who did that. No, it was the running game. It was the run, it was the run defense, which is excellent, and that's what the Falcons want to do. Like Ritter's going to have to throw the ball really well in this game to win. That's what the Titans are bad at. 
I don't think he's ever going to do that. I actually love the Titans this week, and it actually has nothing to do with Levis. It's more just about the number, and I don't like Atlanta. I love that bet. I'm going to place that one, Ken. I'm at, I'm at a point now after what happened last week in the NFL that I just like I have no clue what to expect anymore. I've like thrown the steering wheel out of the car. Give me the dogs. So yeah, just, I'm just give barking me, every weekend. Start now. gambling on our dogs. Give me Points the Titans. Premium. I love all of it. Uh, he is Ken Barkley. You can follow him on Twitter at Lockie Lockerson, and he is the host of You Better You Bet Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Ken Barkley. Insider calls are presented by BetMG. GM, go check out all the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Uh, thanks as always, Ken, and we'll chat again next Thursday. All right, sounds good. I, I remain having a face for radio, apparently. <laughs> so do we. Uh, <laughs> you and us both, buddy. You and us both. There you go. Ken Barkley every Thursday. And uh, likes the Titans, who are starting Will Levis this weekend. Full disclosure, right before Ken came on, we were looking at some of the games to bring up with Ken, and I literally went to dirt. Hey, What's that Titan line? Why are the Titans yeah. only two and a half point dogs? Seems like that's a bad spot for them. Yeah, you had the Vikings <laughs> win on Monday Night Football. You had the Bills lose to the Pats. Like there was a lot of those. The Seahawks didn't look great against Arizona. It seems like this is the swing of the season that is the underdog. Famous last words, but that I think is going to be my yeah. gambling strategy this weekend. So. I don't dismiss any of the dogs in any of these games no. at all this weekend. That's the NFL for you. Uh, I want to get back into college football. I'd asked a question earlier. I saw a point yesterday from our friend Bill Connolly about something that's happened, a phrase that we've uttered a lot in college football this year, but until we see it, do we really believe it? So I'm going to get to that coming up next on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Well, let's get back into what happened last night coming up bottom of the hour. We got a poll question up. It was the first one. We won't do this for every game, but it was the first. Your first is always special, right? That's what they tell you. So... I saw a point from Bill Connolly yesterday that I thought was interesting, and I want to know how you guys feel about it. We have uttered the phrase a lot this college football season that 
it seems to be that there's parity this year. Because not like there's a lot of teams that there's not a dominant team. There's not a Georgia of last year, at least. Georgia doesn't look that way as of yet. There seems to be an openness of like, yeah, Ohio State's good, but is their offense any good? Florida State's good, but they're also really lucky. They have won a couple of these games. They could have easily lost to Clemson. Duke's quarterback got hurt. They were losing to that game going to the fourth quarter. There's a lot of teams with vulnerabilities. And Connolly said, basically, like I, he agrees with the overall sentiment. But none of these teams are losing yet. <laughs> yeah. So there's like you have juggernauts that are wobbly, mm-hmm. but it, we need to start seeing people lose in order for him to fully buy into this theory. And I'm wondering how you feel about that, because I tend to agree with that. This does seem like a really open year of college football, but then you have Georgia 7-0, and Michigan 8-0, and Ohio State 7-0, and Washington 7-0, and Oklahoma 7-0, and and then Alabama and a host of other teams with only one loss. Michigan has Penn State, Ohio State left, so let's wait and see. They do. Would you pick them to lose to Penn State? Uh, no. I think that defense is the best in the country. Uh, Ohio State has Michigan, so we'll square that one away, too, when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Florida State has had a few games where they've been really lucky. They looked like ass in the first quarter against Duke. They got off to a terrible start. Well, again, as you mentioned, Leonard gets hurt, and you know it, it changes kind of the circumstance of the game. But like this season went from the Jordan Travis, you know, hype and hoopla to it's kind of morphed into Keon Coleman's team mm-hmm. because he's made some sensational catches and been unguardable. Oklahoma's got a game this weekend that I think is flying right under the radar that nobody's really given attention to at Kansas as almost a ten point favorite. That's just right, right for Lance Leopold and his Kansas Jayhawks to maybe pull an upset. They barely eked one out against UCF. I think it's okay to say there's parity with even teams winning and not losing games. Yeah, That doesn't make it, I guess my response to Conley, and I know he's a very nuanced guy, so he's not just saying this in general, but I think what I would add to it, though, is just because it hasn't necessarily uh, rattled college football yet, doesn't mean it doesn't exist either. We've been very close. Like, like how how do you separate? So Washington in most polls is fifth. Yes, I would argue they have a better win than Ohio State. Have a better win than Florida um, State. Okay, they've got a better win than Michigan, and they've got a better win than Georgia. Definitely Michigan. Definitely Georgia. I think the other two are debatable. Florida State would be more of like a lump sum of like LSU, Clemson, and Duke. Is that more impressive than just Oregon? Ohio State would be Penn State and Notre Dame on the road. Is that better than just Oregon? If you're looking for singular games, though, I think Washington's in the running for that. But okay. they're fifth. They're undefeated in their fifth. And I, I, I think the difficult thing with this is just trying to differentiate. Like, George is going to get the benefit of the doubt from everybody. They cannot look good. They could be missing Brock Bowers. Dirt, when, it, when, it, when it's time to nut up or shut up, <laughs> is Georgia going to, are you going to pick Georgia to lose or win? I'm going to pick them to win. Especially against if they play Bama in the SEC title game. Like, Bama doesn't, I know they're eking by, but I think Georgia's better. Michigan, they've solved the Ohio State thing. They've got all the signs from these teams, so they know what they're running anyway. (laughs) And Penn State is not a top-tier Big Ten team, so I think Michigan kind of flies into this. Everybody else, Washington's schedule is brutal. Let's wait for Florida State to get through the ACC gauntlet. Uh, Oklahoma, I, I don't know if they'll get through the Big 12 unscathed or if they'll lose to Texas in a Big 12 title game. So, yeah, I hear his point that they haven't lost, but that doesn't mean that there's not parity. I said this right. last year, and I know Georgia won it, but this was kind of my point was after you get past the one team, and yes, the one team who wins it, 
you really could go five, six teams and say, what's the gap here? Two points? A point? A quarterback? A DN? Like, what's the gap between these these teams? There really isn't one. I think you have five, six teams, seven teams that are largely kind of the same. And we've been really teetering on the brink of having utter chaos. And last weekend was close. Houston should have beaten. That should have not the right but word. But they got screwed on that Could fourth have down beaten Texas. Yeah, that, that was a bad ball placement on fourth down. He clearly got the first down. They put it somehow behind. That and was then, ridiculous. It just the game's Run the old. ball on fourth and short, though, too. Like, why would you call, I don't get calling a pass play there. Uh, Oklahoma, two-point conversion away from going overtime against Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned Washington all week. Like, dude, if they don't throw, if ASU doesn't throw a pick six there, how crazy! Like that, they had the lead in that game. Mm-hmm. If they convert that fourth down and score a touchdown on that drive, and they're fourteen to six with like two, however much time was left in that game, hell, even a field goal in that <laughs> might have done it because Washington score an offensive touchdown. And Riley Leonard getting hurt. Like Florida State was that close to losing. They were down going into the fourth quarter. Like last week was close to that chaos episode that I think we've all been kind of waiting for for this season. I'm glad you pointed it out though, and that was where I was going to go with this segment. Is this weekend? Potentially one of those weekends. So Oklahoma's on the road at Kansas. That's a, I think that's the big nooner this weekend. Uh, but it's less than a, t- a double-digit spread. It's a nine-point spread. You have Ohio State fresh off of that massive win over Penn State. All the buildup and hoopla for that game. Their reward is going on the road to Camp Randall. I don't know how good Wisconsin is. And we joked about their starting quarterback's first name this morning. But that's not a very good Ohio State offense that's going into a hostile crowd in a, in a quote-unquote letdown situation. But that defense against that offense with sure. a freshman now, I just... Would it shock 20 you, though? To nothing, it wouldn't shock me at all. Sure. Would it surprise you if that's similar? Like, is, is, is Notre Dame good? I mean, I've been saying kind of all year, I think they're good. I think they're way overrated, though. They were, we they, act like they're this top 10 team that's sure. just, like, hovering there. And I, I just... And that was a Notre Dame team that was a play away from beating Ohio State. That if they had, they had 11 guys on the field, they might have won that game. Yeah, you can say it's a play, <laughs> but when you send 10 guys out two straight times... Two, they were two plays away from winning that game. <laughs> two plays kinda, away! That's kind of... Uh, so you have that one. But you got Georgia and Florida, yeah. a rivalry game. Weird things can happen in rivalry games. You see it all the time. So I, it, it was kind of the connecting dots of... I see his point. We've all been hoping this was going to be a 2007 type of chaos season of like, damn, they lost. Oh, no, they lost. Oh, who's the, like, how the hell do you come up with a playoff with all these teams with one loss or two losses? Like, we haven't quite got there yet. Maybe this is the weekend we start to see some of yeah, that. Yeah, but 07 is the outlier of all of this chaos. Let me, right? let me dream. Let a man dream here, okay? No, 07 was really fun. Just anytime you got to number two, you were going <laughs> to lose or get hurt, and that was the end of it. I'm trying to look ahead. You have some upsets that can happen this weekend. My beeves are included in this. Your ducks are included in oh, this. For sure. We can all feel how we feel, but you never know. Road games are tough. I'm trying to look ahead a little bit here. Like next weekend, Missouri's at Georgia, and nobody talks about how Missouri should have beaten Georgia last year. Missouri is a decent little football team this year. I don't know if it travels. Georgia's a different animal to conquer at home, but like that's one to keep an eye on. Rutgers, feisty. Rutgers is feisty, and they're at home against your Buckeyes. Oh, my Buckeyes in in uh, in East Rutherford. Where do they play that? Where's Rutgers at? Uh, at Rutgers Stadium in <laughs> sure. uh, Piscataway. Yeah, how do you say that? What is that? Piscataway. 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 New Jersey. I just I don't know, man. This week and next week is when some of this start starts to end up. LSU's at Bama next weekend. Yeah, you get that game. That's the big one of the week. I know you poo-pooed it. Jaden Daniels really deserves to be in this race. I'm... I'm just I'm the, my only argument on Jaden Daniels would be if there was a two-loss... Like, nobody's making that argument right now for Caleb Williams. But... 
Well, they've lost the most recently. <laughs> sure, two losses are two losses. But like the win-loss thing to me isn't an indicator of Heisman. I know. I'm not saying it is either. I'm saying if Jaden Daniels was in a, a conference that is not the SEC, uh-huh. I don't think anybody would making that argument. He's. Do you know what his stats are? They're awesome. He throws 2,500 yards, 25 touchdowns, and three picks. That's yeah. not even counting his rushing totals. Yeah. How many marquee wins does he have? I mean, at Missouri's a pretty good one. Okay. I mean, that's yeah. What's that's, Caleb Williams? <laughs> I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm just, not saying Caleb Williams deserves to be in the Heisman conversation either. But I think. But see, yeah, that's where I just. I. I think. Who? Okay. Who does then? Because we can't go by win loss. That's re- we don't always do that anyway. The stats sometimes are the thing that indicate this. Jaden Daniels' stats are mind blowing. Whether you love the SEC bias or not, you can't argue with the numbers. They're hard to back or to push back against. Notre Dame's at Clemson next weekend. Mm-hmm. This weekend could give us a few. There's a few next weekend. UCLA gets past Colorado. They're still a top twenty-five team. You know where they go next weekend? Arizona. Ah, that's so a fun little game. It, you talk about upsets. A and M at Ole Miss. If it's not this weekend, it very well could be next weekend. And I see his point, but I do slightly push back. Still, really good parody in college football, even if some of those teams haven't lost yet. I hope we get some chaos this weekend, man. It'd be fun. See Ohio State go down. See Georgia lose. It'd be a lot of fun. It's uh, would be an injection of life. It's been a great college football season. We just need a little more chaos. That's all I'm asking for. Hopefully we get it this weekend. Let's get back into what happened last night down in Los Angeles. It was game one of 82. How'd you feel about it? We'll uh, answer some poll questions, talk a little bit more about it next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, it all got started last night down in Los Angeles, late, late night, 7.45 about was uh, the time the game finally began. Clippers got off to a good start, and that was basically all she wrote. <laughs> Blazers were down by 30, made a comeback in the fourth quarter. We were asleep and did not see it live. Did you make it all the way through, Swag? Did you watch the I entire did. thing? Yeah. You did. You said it for the whole game, huh? He's I the did. oldest one on the show, and he, he does not value sleep at all. No, you do not. No. That's not healthy for you, you know? No, I need I need five, five to six good uninterrupted hours. No, you're actually, you your need doctor would seven tell you, to nine, you actually. need more than that. Yeah, you're, you're lying to yourself, <laughs> and that's okay, because I do too, but... Five is not going to cut it for you, brother. Oh, well. If I if my body needs something, I'll there'll be an afternoon nap. Fortunately, I don't have. There's a Negroni for not that. We'll a be okay. lot of, not a lot of afternoon like domestic duties I got to yeah. worry about these mm. days. So a lot of relaxing in the afternoon. So yeah. What did we miss in the fourth quarter? 
Um, nothing. Anything not really much. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, because I, when I turned it off, they were down by 30. Scoot got off to a rough start. I mean, it's to be expected. This team's not going to be good. Uh, he is a rookie. I did want to play this, though, for those who missed it last night. Scoot Henderson did not score in the first half. Mm-mm. No. Which, that was that was. <laughs> That was tough. I, I was. I, mean, we, I was excited. We, to I think watch. he was trying. We expected him to score. Like we expected yeah. him to struggle. We expected on, him pause. to score a pause, point pause, in the pause. first half. I think half. he was a little focused on <laughs> being out. a point guard facilitator. <laughs> Time out. Too on much. the floor. <laughs> Do you, did you watch the Spurs game at all? Um, yeah, about five minutes of it. Wemby finished with fifteen points. Yeah. Do you know how many points he scored in the final seven minutes of the game? Like fifteen of them. Nine. Nine. Nine of them. So, the number one pick, mm-hmm. the most transcendent talent maybe in history of the game, had six going into the fourth. We need to yeah. pump the brakes on this whole, like, oh, it was such a disappointment. Like, he's a rookie. He's 19. I, Welcome to Lee. Russell Westbrook clearly was at a F you. This is still my curb, my, my, you know, my side of the sidewalk type of vibe. Wimby barely did anything till the fourth <laughs> quarter. Like, I'm not going to... Yeah, he didn't score. Yeah, tough, tough break. Wimby had six points going into the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I think both can be true, right? Like, nobody expected him to come in, or you shouldn't at least have expected him to come in and, like, dominate right out of the way in the NBA. I was, it was a little, like, I was really excited to watch him play his first official game. And what was he in the first half? 0 for 6? 0 for 5, I thought. 0 for 5? Maybe it was 6. Yeah, it just, yeah. it was like, I just wanted to see a bucket. Just wanted to see a bucket. That was That's a reminder, was he's still 19 years old. Yeah, it's going to be a I, long season. I think this season's going to be a few things. I think, uh, what happens with Ant? I mean, geez, 18 points? Come on, man. What are you doing? You're like 16 at the half. Well, did he play in the fourth quarter? No. Okay. Okay. You can't get eight points in the <laughs> third quarter? Uh, may or may not have had a prop bet on him. But the other thing is, I, I think the season's going to start to expose or show how people feel truly about Chauncey. Yeah. This is the tough part. Here, let me play this for you, just in case you missed it. This was Scoot's first back, uh, basket last night. Scoot Henderson. Sweeping crossover in deep, the running right-hander up and in. His first NBA bucket coming at the 10:44 mark here of the third. He finished with 11 in 36 minutes. Most of that, come, I think all 11 came in the fourth quarter, or 9 of the 11 or something like that came in the fourth quarter because I think he had two when I turned the game off and they were down like 96 to 66 or something like that. Yeah. And I said, all right, it's time for me to go to bed. The Chauncey thing, I, I think it opens up a, a wound that is still there for me as a fan in my emotional fandom state that I'm no longer in. And that is that that's the dude that we hired for the last two years of the Damian Lillard era, a guy who was completely unproven as a head coach, who was one year as an assistant of, like, let's just hand him the keys to the franchise. And the final two years where we're trying to show Dame that we're taking winning seriously, and I know that the two guys had a good relationship. To me, the tough part is I'm with everybody that wants to criticize Chauncey Billups. I don't really know what you're doing here. But at the same time, it's he is going to have the same exact argument that everybody's given to him the last two years, and that is this team sucks. Yeah. And it's just like I don't know how to compute what a coach does. Versus roster. Versus yeah. like this team's – like could yeah. anybody coach this team to win? Uh, I'm well, not saying you couldn't do a better coaching job, but nobody's going to coach this team to the playoffs. But see, this – okay, so this is my only pushback. First of all, that – he was hired off a of favor. Yes. He was gifted a job he was not remotely qualified for because his former agent gave him a five-year guaranteed contract, which, by the way, not the most popular thing to do to a completely unproven head coach. Let's just get that out of the way. There was no absolute quality of Chauncey Billups as a coach that indicated he was qualified for that job. Zero. Spare me the players like him crap. I'm so tired of that. Oh, a former player got along with players. Who cares? (laughs) 
Um, when you watched last night, I didn't expect them to be great. I didn't expect them to win. I expected the result to be the result. What I would say, though, is there are sometimes when you watch not great teams, indicators or tells of coaches that do a good job. When you watched that game, because I did, what did you see? Because I saw yeah. a coach that doesn't look like he cares. He Zero enthusiasm ever during a game. Ever. The dude's never high. He's never low. And you could say that's a good quality to have. But I also don't feel like he does anything. What was the offense last night? <laughs> Screen at the top and just dribble? What was the defense? Like, look around and help, well, yeah. help other people out? Yeah, I mean, it, there's for all the defense you can make of Chauncey, you can also say he was never qualified to get that job. Yes. And so far, through two years and one game, I have seen zero evidence suggest he's a good coach and knows what he's doing. I had that game on. I had the Spurs-Mavericks game on the secondary screen. And if you watch, I mean, I, outside of Wemby, I dare you to name another Spur that was on that team. Yeah, I know So Chan because yeah. I wanted the Blazers to draft him. I mean, Vassal just signed like a $135 million deal. So there's that. Keldon Johnson still on the team. But I would argue. I, I, I mean, think that was more directed at me. Oh, I don't know. How many households? I, I know who's Vassal. I don't, I've never heard Nick Van Exel. Who but if that? you watch both those teams. Just got $130 million. Like the Spurs, the Spurs were organized. You could see they were they were running stuff, and whether and, and Wemby didn't really kick in till the fourth quarter. They were organized. That was a tied game with a couple with a few minutes to go. Um, and so, yeah, Pop is the dean of NBA coaches. You can see I, I was watching, you know, just stark difference watching them. Yeah, San Antonio, you know, they didn't have enough guys to make enough plays. They're still figuring it out a little bit. They're figuring out how to play with Wemby. They don't uh, have an expectation of winning this year. Well, neither do the Blazers. So, But just watching them do stuff and look organized and understand what the plan is and what they're trying to do yeah. versus what Portland was doing there out of the shoot against the Clippers. It was it was night and day. <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't. They turn it over on their own. They, they won the tip and then <laughs> turn yeah, it three over. Three seconds in. Seven first quarter turnovers. <laughs> Well, I'm getting into it. I'm not getting into it. I, somebody was like, you stick Popovich with the roster of this year and last without Dame. It's the same result. Let's see if he can develop and get these guys to buy in defensively. We are two-plus seasons in. He when When's the defensive thing going to ever show itself? By the way, yeah. the most under-talked-about part of the press conference, because it was the Neil O'Shea water bottle incident, <laughs> he was asked about the defensive prowess, which the media just latched on and said, he played for the Pistons, he knows defense. He has an answer in the press conference. He's like, I don't really coach defense. I'm more of an offensive guy. And I heard that, and I'm like, what? We hired this guy to be defense. He just said he doesn't know defense. But my response to that person who had that point on Popovich, would, would the Blazers be good with Greg Popovich? No, but using the guy who's developed a guy from Argentina and France to, to perfectly blend in with Tim Duncan and won five titles – is maybe the worst example of a coach you could say, what does he do with this roster? Well, they don't win 45 games, but I'll walk away feeling like I saw him do something. Yeah. All I see Chauncey do is put his hands in his pockets with his half-zipped fleece, look at Scott Brooks for direction, and then go to the timeout and look like he's going to fall asleep. That's all I've seen so far. And if you have evidence suggest the opposite, then please point it to me. Because I, I just, I don't have a lot of confidence right now. And I'm not, it's not just a one game thing. No, I, he's been here for three years now. And that's kind of my point. Like somebody who was like, it was one game. And everybody's like, actually, he's coached 165 <laughs> games. We have an actual idea of what he does or does not do. 
I wouldn't try to suggest to know, Dirt, what you thought of the Oklahoma City Thunder last year, but I would imagine you thought they were going to be bottom five or yeah, six. Of course. They're a game away from the playoff. Like, yeah. That's coaching. It's taking the slightly bad roster and elevating in little ways. And I just don't see any evidence that there's been any elevation in any way. Yeah, that was a tough part, I thought, right out of the gate, where it just, you look lost. You didn't really seem to have a coherent plan. Uh, and, and you're going to be a bad team. So nobody is shocked by you losing the game last night. I think it's the way in which you did it. We got a poll question up uh, on John C. Billups. We'll answer that coming up. We'll get you set for the rest of the night in sports, including Thursday night football. We'll wrap it up next on The Fam. All right, we got Thursday night football tonight. Get to that in a moment. We're talking about the Blazers. RJ with a thought at the Vancouver 4 text line saying, uh, my takeaway from last night's Blazer game, I'm going to make a lot of money betting against Portland this year. <laughs> yeah, I t- I'm going to do it every game. Yeah. And so they got Orlando at home tomorrow. There is no line on the game yet. Do we want to play guess that line? Orlando's pr- pretty good team, right? Orlando had a nice debut. Yeah. Okay, won their opener. Uh, was- Orlando minus four. Four. Minus four is what yeah. we're thinking. I th- actually, I saw a look ahead line. Are you sure it's oh. not up? I thought it was I, four, four and a half. DraftKings won't show. F- they hmm. The only future NBA games DraftKings has is Christmas games we can gamble on. I got in a weird thing really yesterday dumb. where I was trying to make my bet. I logged It logged me out for a second, and I got back in, and it didn't show the Clipper Blazer game. It showed me the Memphis-Portland game, and I'm like, <laughs> what? Where's the game? I need to lay my bets. <laughs> Get my bets in. I, I, I can be honest with you, man. I know it was the start of the season. I, I'm surprised how much Blazers you've wanted to talk today. Well, I think it's... The, I think, look, this is going to run its course, and if this is what it's looking like and this is probably what it's going to look like for the next couple of months, then I think we're going to get to that point where it's like, eh. But uh, it's first game of the year, man. Scoot Henderson's first game. That's a big deal. That's supposed to be the next face of your franchise, which is, again, I'm not shocked that he struggled in his debut. He's a 19-year-old point guard. I do think there was a bit of a disappointment of like, oh, they're not even a bucket, not not a a highlight or two, not a dunk in transition where you're like, yes, that's my guy. Like, there wasn't even that fun moment of like a Scoot to shade and alley-oop that could at least get you to jump out of your chair despite being down by 25 and say that's the future we'll be i'd be curious to see how the veterans age with this team that's not going to be very good jeremy to me didn't look like a guy and i kind of had pegged him as this like really nice dude very grounded in life (laughs) i got the bag i'm good i got my shots where am i gonna get traded in uh, february what's for dinner in the post-game meal (laughs) deandre man I hope he has a good game in his next game. That was about as dud a performance as you could have in a debut after you tell everybody you're called dominating <laughs> four fouls in ten minutes. Uh, but he's one that, like, if things aren't going his way, you get a little worried. Brogdon had a great game. He's the leading scorer with 20 points. But, yeah. you know, people don't think he's for long. I liked Robert Williams' minutes, too. I, I thought he too. was good, explosive, but he can't stay healthy. There's just there's a group of veterans on this team. It's a very weird mix. Of, like, young players and then, like, yeah. established well, veterans. Well, Brogdon had the sense coming off the bench. It's like, all right, I'm getting mine. I'm keeping my numbers up. So I just need to want, stay healthy yeah. until somebody trades somebody for, me. for me. <laughs> right. You know, even with the veterans, they're, like, 23 years old on average. Isn't that funny? That's insane. Uh, we asked about what is Chauncey Billups as a coach. Right guy for the job, 0.9%. He's good, 4%. 47% of you say, eh. And uh, 48% of you say, get a real coach. Thursday night football tonight. Are we excited? Uh, I'm actually not. I find the no. Bucks to be boring to watch. I I'm very boring Bill, to watch. It's, it's just, the Bills play to their opponents. That's what's unfortunate yeah. about Can them. Can the Bills go out and, and act like nine-point favorites yes. and put this away? Yes. And uh, what time and where is Dame's debut? 4.30 TNT. TNT game. That's right, at home. I'm That's excited. Not gonna, I'm excited to watch it. Not going to be depressing at all. 
I mean, yeah, it is, but I, I have nothing else to root for. My basketball team's terrible. This is all we got, man. I'm an Eastern Conference fan. Go East! Yeah. I'm going to wave the East flag at the All-Star game this year because it's back to the East-West. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good little show. If you miss any of it, go check the Service Patriots podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt and Sprague, and at 1080thefan. We had Jason Sheeran to preview Oregon State and Arizona. We'll have a lot more on the college football weekend, including Oregon and Utah, big one in Salt Lake City tomorrow. Thanks so much for being a part of our Thursday, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next to listening to 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.